0: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 5th. On this episode, we're going to break down Ohio State's big recruiting weekend, which included a number of five-star prospects making their way up to Columbus from the state of Florida. We're going to have Bill Kurlick, the Dean of Ohio State Football Recruiting, joining us. He does a great job over at BuckNuts.com. Ohio State and Ryan Day, number seven right now nationally in the composite team recruiting rankings and number two among Big Ten schools. And obviously heading into the spring evaluation period, the Buckeyes could be a team to watch in the national picture. But before we get to that Ohio State discussion with Bill Curlick. Let's take a look at what's trending on this Tuesday in early April. Five-star offensive lineman Francis Maui Goa is hoping to take some official visits in June. 24-7 Sports National Recruiting Analyst Andrew Ivins caught up with Maui Goa over the weekend at the Elite Underclassmen Camp in Orlando, and Maui Goa mentioned that he had a top 13 last month is hoping to narrow things down and is hoping to hit the road and take a look at some of those options now what's really interesting about the official visit process with him specifically is the fact that he's got family in american samoa and there are travel restrictions due to the pandemic that could make things a little bit tricky Regardless, it seems like Miami and USC are are two schools that are being mentioned quite a bit right now with Maui Goa, USC being a West Coast program. Closer to the Pacific, obviously one of the schools that has been known to produce Polynesian prospects and a program that I think right now is all hands on deck when it comes to building up front. Miami is a school that he has a lot of familiarity with playing his ball right now in Bradenton, Florida at IMG, but he has that longstanding connection with Mario Cristobal and the offensive line coach there, Alex Mirabal with the Hurricanes. And don't forget Joe Salavea, who has deep, deep time in the polynesian community so miami usc will continue to talk about those two new staffs in their new positions and they're hitting the ground running. Maui Goa also wants to check out a a couple other schools. Florida is is being mentioned there as making a strong push. Bama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Texas, Oregon is still in the mix despite Crystal Ball now being in South Beach, Ohio State, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit. Penn State, Michigan, LSU, a bunch of other schools in the mix right now for Maui Goa, the massive offensive tackle who has uh, the the attention of college coaches from across the country. country and what else is trending how about Nicholas Harbor the Washington DC five star edge rusher 65 235 and he ran the 100 meters over the weekend in Myrtle Beach South Carolina at a blistering 10.32 seconds i mean that is that is insane at his size with his measurables to be able to run that fast and obviously that five star prospect is making some big time noise heading into the spring evaluation period recruiting is also taking off he's got band Penn State, AM, Michigan, Tennessee, Florida, Stanford, Miami, a number of other programs pushing for him and making him a huge priority early on in the 2023 recruiting cycle. For the latest on that recruitment, check out 24-7 sports national recruiting analyst Brian Doan, who caught up with Nicholas Harbor. Get all the scoop there. Brian Doan was actually in the DC area for a battle seven on seven tournament. He had an eye catchers article over at 24 seven sports, as well as Anne Drivens, who was at the elite underclassmen camp in Orlando and had a top performers article that you could check out over at 24 seven sports.com as well. Let's bring in now the Dean of Ohio state football recruiting over at Bucknuts, the Ohio state website on the 24 seven sports network, Mr. Bill Kerlik, Bill, how are we doing?
1: Well, this morning, kind of a busy weekend, for sure. I stayed, had an impressive list of kids visiting, so made it for a busy
0: weekend on our site, BuckNuts.com, but uh, doing well. It's always good to be busy, and, and especially, Bill, after the last couple years, right, where we had the pandemic affect spring visits, on-campus visits, in-person meetings, all that sort of stuff that we are so familiar with in a normal recruiting cycle, uh, we're back, and it's it's full go. And we saw that with the list that Ohio State was able to compile this past weekend. A number of high profile prospects making it up to Columbus. What was your overall grand scheme vibe and the feel that you got from recruits and your sources about how it went for the Buckeyes this past weekend before we start to get into some some of these specific recruitments?
1: I did not expect really necessarily any commitments to happen this weekend, as you know, Blair. The old days of a a kid walking on campus and announcing on Sunday afternoon that he's committed to a school, those are pretty much in the rearview mirror. It really doesn't happen like that very often anymore. So I didn't really expect that there would be, you know, commitments. Having said that, I think Ohio State, you know, is coming out of this and coming away feeling very good about how things went. You know, they had a spectacular group of kids from the state of Florida. And, you know, I think that Ohio State, if they weren't already the leader one of the leaders they came out of the weekend as the leader or one of the leaders at least for a number of those prospects from the state of Florida and that was a big deal because it was a great group of players and they they did well with some other players too from other states as well but i think that was kind of the 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 key vibe takeaway with kids from the state of Florida and and i mean big time kids
0: yeah, and one of those was Brandon Innes. We know what Ohio State does at the receiver position. We know what assistant coach Brian Hartline is able to do as a recruiter, as an evaluator, as well as a developer of talent. What, what kind of vibe do you have on the five-star wide receiver from the state of Florida and Ohio State's chances to, to reel him in?
1: I think um, the vibe beforehand was that USC had the upper hand. And, and I'm not saying that they don't still – have that for hand, but I'm saying that it's really tight. I think, and you know, I could I think I could make a case for Ohio State being even, and maybe even taking a slight lead. But I, I don't know that I want to necessarily go quite that far yet. Yeah, but I think Ohio State is absolutely right there now with USC at the top of Innes's list. He had a great time, and you know he's already scheduled an official visit back to Ohio State. Um, he's going to make an official visit for. The weekend of November 26th, and as he put it, which is a good thing if you're an Ohio State fan, as he put it, he's going to make an official visit back for when Ohio State plays that team up north. So he already is sounding a little bit like he knows Ohio State football, so to speak. So they did extremely well with him. Having said all that, he told me he's probably going to take it all the way through the process and not decide until he takes official visits and gets to the end of the process. So he's not going to wait one of those kids unless something changes that he comes out, say, um, in late May or June and announces a commitment.
0: We're going to take a short break, but we'll be right back to discuss more of the prospects from the state of Florida, as well as a high-profile quarterback that made it up to Columbus this past weekend. You are listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match, limited by state law. We are back on the twenty-four-seven Sports Football Recruiting Podcast, continuing our conversation on Ohio State, which right now sits number two among Big Ten schools, number seven nationally. They have five commitments in the twenty-twenty-three class. Four of those are rated four stars. I am joined by Bill Curlick. He's the dean of Ohio State recruiting over at Bucknuts, Big Time Buckeyes Insider, joining us. And Bill. We mentioned Brandon Innes, but he wasn't the only prospect from the state of Florida. You mentioned it how impressive of a list that was from the Sunshine State to make it up to Columbus. And it's very clear that Ryan Day is prioritizing those prospects down there. R- running back Stacy Gage, receiver Jeremiah Smith, uh, receiver Carnell Tate the number two running back in the top 24-7, Cedric Baxter Jr. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's looking like Ohio State, if they're able to put together a really good spring and draw some of these visitors back on campus in June heading into heading into fall camp, uh, that they could make a serious run at a number of these players.
1: No question about that, Blair. We talked about Ennis and how Ohio State, you know, I think really helped themselves there. But Ohio State is, is the leader for both Carnell Tate five-star wide receiver in the class of 2023, and then five-star wide receiver Jeremiah Smith from the class of 2024. But, uh, you know, highest State is in a position that they are the team to beat, in my mind, for those two players and, and their tremendous wide receiver prospects. And, you know, the, the beat kind of goes on at wide receiver for Ohio State. So they, they did extremely well with those two, Cedric Baxter, uh, without a doubt, liked his visit. I think it is definitely in the running for him. And Damon Fagan, the uh, four star safety from Florida, he's another kid that uh, I state, I think, is the leader right now for. He said I stayed in the top three, but I think they probably have the lead right now. And uh, we'll see how they go about that with 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 Damon Fagan they've already got one commitment at safety that being uh, Cedric Hawkins who also was here and is also a Floridian and then uh, Malik Hartford from Ohio is going to announce his decision on Wednesday and Crystal Ball I believe is 100% Ohio State on him so uh, we'll, we'll see how things work out at safety and Ohio State has a few other safeties that are highly rated that, that they could land as well.
0: Yeah, we we talked about it in the previous cycle, right? How big the safety position was for Ohio State, not only in 22 but also in 23. Sunny Styles able to reclassify to 22 after uh, it looked like they were going to miss on some top targets, uh, including Zion Branch out of, out of Las Vegas, who ended up signing with USC. And, and we've talked about this before, Bill. Ohio State's in a different tier, right? Like they're in a different echelon of recruiting where they are being selective, and it's it's kind of like a pick and choose, like. They they are turning down commitments to really wait out some, some prospects, to wait out some of the higher-profile players that will decide later on in a recruiting cycle, but as we head into the evaluation period, do you have a sense of the pace or the, the type of rhythm that Ryan Day hopes to have in terms of landing commitments heading into the season? Is there a certain number that he hopes he has already on board, given the fact that we have the early... The early Admission now, the early signing period, as well as the transfer portal, which is affecting the number of allotments in, in every recruiting class.
1: I don't think there's any certain pace. You know, in, in previous years, Ryan Day has got a lot of commitments early and been really pretty filled up going into even uh, November. Last year, this past cycle, 2022, they got some big commitments really down the stretch that that were very important. This year, you know, I, I think they're. Um, Maybe I don't know. I wouldn't say behind because they're doing really well, uh, as you mentioned, they're the number seven class in the country. But they don't have high volume right now commitments, and I think that that's going to come. Uh, as a matter of fact, what Ryan Day wants is he wants them to be sure. If you need to take your time, take your time. He would prefer that they take their time, make their decision. And then once they commit to Ohio State, not visit other schools, be done with it, so to speak. So he's willing to wait. And when you're Ohio State, you can do that. I think they're on a great pace and that they're going to have a great class when all is said and done. It's just that they're they're going to they're gonna wait on the big thing kids that they want because they know they have a good shot at getting them and You know, they know that if things don't work out, there's a lot of other kids that uh, really are outstanding players, too, that do want to go to Ohio State
0: yeah Ryan Day I think we all know can be a little bit more methodical and even when he jumps into a recruitment fairly late uh, like he did with Devin Brown in the previous class right landing that commitment he had been committed to USC for such a long time was the last offer essentially to come into the picture and and lo and behold they land uh, one of the fastest rising quarterback prospects in the country and a player that's looking like going to be a a really nice pickup for the Buckeyes And, and speaking of quarterbacks Bill before we go I did see that Dante Moore was on the on the visitor list. He's a five star in the twenty three class. They also had a five star in the twenty four class. And Dylan Raiola, Brandon Huffman, and I broke down a little bit of his visit on, on the West of the Rest podcast on Monday. But you know, in terms of methodical approach for Ryan Day, uh, how do you see him staggering the quarterback room now that he is able to add five star after five star? Uh, is he hoping to maybe kind of take one every other recruiting class? Is he trying to get one every class? What, what have you noticed about that approach there and, and you know, the, their chances to potentially, you know, make a run there at Dante Moore or even a Dylan Raiola?
1: They want to get a great quarterback in every class. That is their goal, and they've been pretty, su- pretty really successful at it. Actually, you mentioned uh, how they got in on Devin Brown late and landed him. And by the way, he's been impressive in the spring practices. I've been, you know? I've
0: been hearing Bill, and I've been meaning to text you because he's my guy, right out of the state of Utah, formerly out of the state of Arizona. I always try to keep up with some of these guys after following their recruitments for for three, four years. Um, and obviously, Devin Brown was was one of those prospects that I was checking in with seemingly every day down down the stretch as he was making a decision. So yeah, I've been reading some practice reports. I've been seeing some videos on Twitter. I mean it sounds like they got a steal there.
1: Their quarterback room is tremendous. You know, CJ Stroud's a Heisman Trophy candidate. Kyle McCord is a former five star. That if Kyle McCord needs to go in if he, right now, if he needs to go in, he can get the job done absolutely. He's, he's very good. And Devin Brown has been very impressive. So that is a loaded and a young quarterback room. I don't think most people expect CJ Stroud to be at Ohio State after this coming season. But if he wants to, he's got several seasons he can still stay. And then you have McCord and Brown. And they want to get a great 2023 quarterback. As far as Dante Moore, he was at Ohio State this past weekend. I think that's going to be a little bit of a tough one. I, I think Notre Dame and Michigan may be tough to beat. But, you know, we'll see. Chris Vazina from Alabama is a guy that they've offered and that I, I think is a better chance to end up at Ohio State. But their goal is absolutely every year to get a great quarterback in, in their that class and it's, I think it's been interesting, Blair, with Lincoln Riley going to USC, it's kind of going to be an interesting thing moving forward to watch the quarterback wide receiver battles now on the recruiting front between USC, Lincoln Riley, and Ohio State. I think it's going to be very interesting to watch those battles
0: in the next few years. I mean, well, just think about it regionally, right, Bill? Ohio State has been making a killing out west at the receiver front, dating back to Chris Olave and you got G Scott and Emeka Gbuka and Keon Grays and the list goes on. And then at quarterback, you know, they they landed CJ Stroud out of California, Jack Miller a few a few classes ago who's now at Florida out of the state of Arizona. And USC is going to make the West Coast kind of their breeding ground, especially with Lincoln Riley jumping on board, so it's going to be like you mentioned, very fast to see some of those battles between Ohio State and USC on the recruiting front. And by the way, Dylan Riola did say that when he was in those quarterback meeting rooms, he called it a first-class setup, right? The way that everyone uh, approaches the the position. It's very business-like, and he really liked kind of that that feel that they gave off in terms of creating one quarterback room as a unit. Uh, And and he thought it was very impressive, so he's going to be one to watch for sure for Ohio State in the 2024 class. Speaking of first-class, Mr. Bill Curley, the Dean of Ohio State Recruiting. Thank you so much for joining us today, Bill.
1: Appreciate it as always, Blair. And You uh, do a great job and certainly help us out at Bucknuts, and and uh, our Bucknuts people certainly appreciate that.
0: All right. That is Bill Curlick. You follow him on Twitter at Bill underscore curlick. recruiting insider over at Bucknuts.com. For Bill and our producer, Lance Flynn, I am Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the 24 7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast.